Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Secrets of a Witch podcast with me, Sabrina Scott, where I talk all about life, love, healing, spirituality, witchcraft, magic, tarot, feminine energy, and everything in between. And it is a lovely, rainy Sunday in Toronto. It looks like midnight outside, but it's only like 7 p.m. It's crazy how winter does that. And I guess the darkest night of the year, at least up here in the Northern Hemisphere, is round the corner. It's next week. I am excited for winter solstice vibes and i'm excited to begin welcoming in the light again i don't know about (laughs) y'all but like i love i don't know you guys i love all seasons i love the winter i guess it's technically not even winter yet it's technically fall we have not really had any snow in Toronto, we haven't had any snow stick to the ground. So for all of you guys who have snow, I'm a little bit jealous. But also, I don't know, like I have new winter gear and I kind of want to wear it and it hasn't been cold enough to. Like I tried to wear my winter jacket a few weeks ago and I was sweating and had to take it off and it was brutal. But anyway, we don't need to talk about that right now. As a little bit of a update I did my first in-person artisan market since 2018, the other day, aka yesterday, and it was crazy to be out and about again in a market environment, and it's so interesting to see how markets have changed since before the pandemic, the before times, it really does in some ways feel like night and day uh, about a lot of things. I've been chatting with some fellow vendors about it. But um, yeah, it was good to get back out there. And thank you so much to everyone who said hi. My highlight was definitely having an adorable 10-year-old girl uh, ask her dad to take a picture of us too, because she wanted to commemorate meeting a fellow witch it was just the cutest and I forgot that 10 year olds are so tiny like it's crazy because I started getting into witchcraft and reading tarot when I was that age and this little girl was like two feet tall it was ridiculous but it was cute it was cute so good vibes all around and if anyone has got any suggestions for markets that you would like to see me at in the new year uh if wherever they happen to be in the world let me know obviously north america is the most realistic (laughs) especially in ontario so i'm definitely thinking about branching out to some smaller towns and cities on the outskirts of toronto so if anyone's got any suggestions let me know But anyway, so today's episode, I just want to talk really briefly about how the authentic path often at first is the hardest. Over time, it becomes the easiest. But at first, when we still are living in a space of obligation to other people, obligation to family, culture, friends, expectations of who and what we should be, sometimes these expectations even come from ourselves. We often make choices that are, to put it bluntly, kind of fucked up and stupid, um, 
but to be a little bit more compassionate, like, don't get me wrong, I've, I've been there. Um, when we're moving from place of integrity, the choices at first can be a little bit hard, right? Because it can result in loss when we move in our integrity. It can be a bit hard, you know, like if we're used to people pleasing or if we're used to putting other people's needs above our own to the extent that we forget ourselves and we resent them maybe a bit or we wish they were somewhat other than they are and we make choices due to mental gymnastics and I know that might be a bit of an odd way to frame it, but I really don't know what other way to talk about this. You know, like it really is. It's interesting, right? Because we can only really meet people where they're at. And sometimes we make choices that either help us self-soothe, help us numb ourselves to the reality that we're living in. Rather than meeting reality face on and setting boundaries, saying no, making changes, taking decisive action. And you guys know my typical answer to most things is like burn it down. (laughs) And I know that's not exactly uh, the most practical advice at all times. Or the easiest thing to do. But you know what? I really have had the best results in life when I have taken that bold move and decided to burn things down. And sometimes things can be reborn out of that, you know? And sometimes what we burn down meets us again in a more authentic, honest way. And sometimes it doesn't and then we fully have to rebuild and start from scratch chopping down trees chopping like chopping the wood into firewood building the stuff making the i don't know housing metaphors you guys i'm obviously not in construction um (laughs) but i think it's important to think about this stuff There is an oracle deck that I often will read with. If you guys have seen my YouTube lives every Tuesday, you guys will have seen this deck. I always call it the sassy deck. I have no good fucking idea what it's actually called. It's in a different language. But there is one card in this deck and it says, don't build your house on sandy land. And obviously this is a metaphor, but I think it's a very true, very accurate way to look at life because the strength of our house so to speak is only as solid as durable as safe as the ground on which we build it and the materials that we use right And this is true when it comes to relationships. It's true when it comes to friendships, career, family, everything. And, you know, maybe the land was fertile and solid at first. And maybe it's just atrophied over time. 
And some like to just go off on this metaphor for a bit, sometimes the soil can be revitalized. And sometimes it can't. And I see so many people hold their breath on potential. And I feel like that is a mistake I used to make. The only potential I'm betting on is my own potential. Personally. I will no longer hold my breath for the potential of other people. I have no control over that. Do I have control over my own potential and ability to execute and rise up and expand, etc.? Like, yes, I do. So therefore, I'm cool to bet on that. And we have ourselves at the end of the day, no matter what. And so it makes sense to bet on that potential. But sometimes when we hold our breath for the potential of other people, whether that is a relationship, a marriage, whether that is within a workplace career environment. You know, maybe we'll get promoted. Maybe we'll be made permanent instead of sessional or temporary. All of that whole is about holding our breath for the potential of the other. Whether the other is a lover, a wife or husband or spouse, married partner of whatever gender, or if it's supervisor in the workplace, deans, I don't know, supervisors, whatever. I think there's something to be said for meeting everyone where they're at and having grace, compassion, patience. At the same time, it is the most common cause of heartbreak that I've ever seen. Today I've been spending some time reflecting on, you know, what are the most common reasons that people reach out to me for a tarot reading? What are the most common like themes and topics and stuff that people are dealing with that inspire them to reach out? And... If I could make a list of what these topics would be, it would be divorce or breakups, potential of a new crush or new romantic interest, just to kind of suss out what that's about. Cheating is another common thing, either themselves doing it or someone who is dating someone who has cheated on them. They're not too sure what to do about that. Also, figuring out life direction, purpose, moving, timing of moving or where the hell to move, whether or not to leave a job or to accept a new job offer, like job transition stuff, and then a workplace conflict and how to deal with it. And you'll notice that pretty much all of these things, except for one, are all about the potential of other people. The only one that is not about the potential of other people is the life path and how to lead an authentic life question, which I do get people coming to me about. But interestingly, I would say of the most common topics I get asked about, that is the least common of the most common. 
the most common are around romance and work. And those are situations where we are not by ourselves. We are in contact with others. And I just think that's something that's worth reflecting on, you know? And if I look back at myself even and look at the circumstances that I've felt inspired to pull cards for myself... I noticed that the more and more and more I grew up, healed, moved less from a space of trauma, moved less from a space of scarcity and desperation and potential, and instead moved from a place of integrity, boundaries, uh, abundance, being okay to let certain things and people and situations and opportunities go because I have the trust that something better is always around the corner and or there is something equally good around the corner that might be a better fit anyway i have that trust the more i've sunk into this way of being the less readings i do about anything other than myself i almost never pull cards around romantic interests anymore I almost never pull cards on anything external when it comes to work related stuff it's all internal like the most recent card I pulled on work was give me a card for the soul and spirit of my business right it's a very different way of phrasing things a very different way of approaching something right i'm not saying that there's anything wrong with thinking about potential and others or about grappling with that because i think it is a very real thing to grapple with and i think it's something that we'll always be grappling with in our lives in one way or another but i think the more deeply we can anchor in our own values, our own boundaries, our own sense of self, our own commitment to the person that we really want to be, the type of person that we feel good about being, the easier it is to make these decisions about people and situations and circumstances and offers and potentials. I think part of the reason why I almost never read tarot on dating anymore is I don't need to. As I've done a lot of work on boundaries and my own values and my own standards for how I'm treated, that if it doesn't quite rise up to that, there is no need to pull a card. I have all the information that I require in front of me based on somebody's actions or lack thereof. And so it's been really interesting to observe this change in myself over the years and also to reflect on the type of questions that I get when folks reach out to me for tarot. And this isn't to like name or shame anyone, obviously. I love reading for people. There is uh, (laughs) a part of me that absolutely fucking loves all the juicy info that I get to be privy to. A lot of time people, like I've heard the craziest shit 
from people in this line of work. I have heard stuff you would not believe. Um, I've heard stuff that people don't tell anyone else, have never told anyone else. I've heard some stuff, you guys. (laughs) And I'm really thankful for that trust, you know, that people, even though they know that like I have these certain like values that I live by and blah, blah, blah. And I'm a little bit rigid about some stuff in my own life about some things. I'm really glad that even though people might know that about me, they know that I also absolutely love and find it to be of deep service when I can meet people exactly where they are with zero judgment and meet them with grace, compassion, and hope. I think that's really important. You know, and despite everything I've said today about all of this stuff, right? Potential, lack thereof, boundaries, standards, all of this, follow through, intentional action. Part of the beauty of my work is also being able to sit with people in the mud. You know, we all are in the mud at some point. If you've never yet been in the mud, trust me, the mud will come for you. (laughs) The older I get, the more I've seen so many different falls from grace, like the true ups and downs of this journey called life. And... It is really interesting to see, you know, and I've had my own ups and downs in various areas of life. And I have to believe that there is a lesson in each and every up and down, both in my own life and also in the lives of others. And helping people make sense of their ups and downs and navigating that, navigating like, what is the message that is written in the mud? Like, let's You know, let that mud dry for a second and see what the hell the message is. It's powerful. And so if you are going through a moment of transformation, of crisis, of coming face to face with some big choices about who you've been and who you want to be and what you want to summon into the new year, I would just encourage you to just embrace all the lessons of all of the ups and all of the downs everything can be a lesson if you let it and so it can be harder at first to move with integrity but I find that the more we are able to live in accordance with our own value system the less brain space we tend to devote to dealing with this question of what should I do? Because when we are able to anchor from a place of integrity, the choices tend to become a lot more crystal clear without us really needing to do much. If you do require help with any of this stuff, I do have a few, but not many, spots this week for tarot readings, so feel free to reach out in some kind of way if you do want to snag. I think I've got three spots this week. Other than that, I am off for the rest of the year. (laughs) And if you do want to book a year-ahead tarot reading, reach out. I'll be doing those in January. Okay, my friend, that's all for now. That's all for today. I hope this has been some interesting food for thought for you. My website is sabrinamscott.com. You can grab some cute clothing from me, some cozy hoodies and hats. 
at shopsabrinamscott.com. Of course, my YouTube is youtube.com slash Sabrina Scott. No M. For some reason, there's less Sabrinas on YouTube, but I'll take it. Of course, my Instagram is Sabrina M. Scott. And what else? That's it. CEO at sabrinamscott.com is my email address. And that is all, my friends. Um, I will be starting my Feminine Energy Without Bullshit group coaching in January. This is going to be the only time I'm doing a group coaching for this in conjunction with the course launch. And so I just wanted to open this up for folks. If you do want to slide in or if you've got any questions about what that is, let me know. I think it is a course and a topic that is at the core of a lot of what I've spoken about today. Because when people are in touch with their feminine energy, particularly when women are in touch with our feminine energy, it's a lot easier to know what the right decisions are and how and why to move with integrity. All right, my friends, is it for today. Enjoy the beautiful rain if you're in Toronto. Much love. Bye, friends.